Hey, what's going on, everyone? And welcome in to the DC Power Play Show. I'm your host, Drew Gallagher, and you can follow me on Twitter at RoboStop10. And I'm joined t- today by my good friend and co-host, uh, Sabir. Pretty good, Sabir, how you doing this evening? Just uh, right now, it's second intermission for the Montreal versus Caps game. So just looking forward to the third period. That's, yeah, that's good. And, of course, you can follow Sabir at uh, PleaseWinDC uh, on Twitter. And, as always, we're doing this podcast for one of the hottest sports websites in the district, dmvsportsnetwork.com. And they can be followed uh, on Twitter at dmv underscore sn. They have some great daily content up there on all things D.C. sports, uh, in addition to fantasy football, tennis, and other sports. So be sure to check them out. Uh, they got a, yeah. a lot of great information up there. Also, be sure to subscribe to our show wherever podcasts are available, and let's get to it. Uh, let's talk about the first thing uh, is Wilson had, uh, Tom Wilson had his uh, arbitration hearing uh, yesterday, and uh, he, of course, Tom's already served 10 games of his 20-game suspension uh, that Bettman uh, recently upheld. Um, so right now, I guess we're just sitting and waiting for the appeal to go through, uh, now, supposedly, uh, for Austin uh, Watson, his took about 15 days uh, for the arbitrator to rule. So, basically, that would leave Tom, if it goes that same distance, with uh, about two games to go. Uh, so, Bill, what do you think, uh, looking into the future, do you think it comes back about the same time, or do you think they kind of expedite it since he's already you know, lost Honestly, half of his time? Honestly, it'll probably take about the same amount of time as Austin Watson. And at that point... If it does, like you said, there'd only be like two or three games left on the suspension. So we'll see what happens. I definitely don't see them, you know, hurrying up their ruling or anything like that. Not for Tom Wilson, at least. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's amazing. Uh, just from his point of view of losing um, his salary, that he, just, for, just for his 20-game uh, suspension, if it goes that far, you know, he's losing one point two six million dollars. I mean, that's that's no chump change um, for anybody. Um, you know, earning a paycheck in, in the NHL. Um, luckily, he you know his his signing bonus should hold him over. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. He signed a great big contract where a lot of people think the Caps overpaid, but Tom hasn't been able to reap any of those benefits yet. Not not yet. Yeah, so we'll, uh, hopefully we'll have a resolution here sooner rather than later, and I'm sure he's itching to get back with the with the boys and to get back on the ice because they certainly could uh, use him considering they're going through a yeah. revolving door on that top line where yeah. he normally plays. Uh, we can, I guess, then, um, before going forward, we can talk about the Calgary game that the Caps played. It feels like forever ago because it kind of was. It was on Saturday. Right now it's Thursday night, but – uh, the Caps played at Calgary and came out with a 4-3 shootout victory. So two points there. That was kind of a back-and-forth game. Um, but it was Phoenix Copley's first NHL win. So congratulations to him. Um, do you have any thoughts on that game, if you can remember it at all? Uh, just, just, just a quick recap. It was pretty <laughs> much back-and-forth, um, and they prevailed in the shootout, thankfully. Yeah, I um... – it was kind of a overall. I I think it was kind of a back and forth game. I don't think um, 
the cast were, were woefully uh, inept in the game. Um, you know, they obviously in any game, there's things you can eventually work on mistakes you make. Um, but I thought like the first part of the first period, um, one of their better periods, um, they were up to nothing. Uh, they were playing really well. And then they kind of, I don't know if they let up or, you know, Calgary kind of pushed back and, you know, they were tied at the end of the period. Um, and the rest of the game just, I thought was just, you know, back and forth and, and good saves on both ends and uh, good shots. Um, and, you know, they were only about a couple of minutes, less than two minutes from, from the win, um, you know, when um, Kachuk scored to tie the game. But I, I was actually pleased with their effort. And I was, you know, luckily they got the two points, uh, two points that they need. So I thought it was a pretty well played game. Yeah, none of these road game games are easy. Um, the shots were 30 to 27 in favor of Calgary. Uh, but like we said, it was pretty close. And um, they got shootout goals from the game winner from Backstrom. That was a nice shot. So two points, very important. And when you get them on the road, uh, pretty impressive. So that's basically how they played against Calgary. And now uh, currently they're playing against Montreal. Two periods in, it's uh, Caps are winning four to three. So we can talk about that, this current game, a little bit later on. But um, let's let's touch on some other topics as well right now. So one of the other big news that came out is Brooks Brooks Orpix injuries uh, injury. Do you have anything to say about that? Yeah, it's um, when you know with Orpic out now they're going to have to step step two um, and get help uh, from the young guys um, from the rookies from uh, Madison Bowie uh, maybe even um, Aaron Ness. I know they recalled him because uh, Orphic got hurt. Uh, you know, this kind of tests your defensive depth here with Orphic being out. You know, nor- normally, I guess, Orphic would be considered your, I guess right now he's the sixth defenseman considering I think Bowie was extra. Um, so now that you've lost Orphic, you know, Aaron Ness is now your seventh D. Um, I think the one place that they can afford the injuries t- on a long-term basis would be on the back end. Um, you know, they've got the offensive uh, power up front to kind of overcome that. Uh, but, you know, they've got the same pairings, the same group. Um, you, hopefully that, you know, the injury bug doesn't bite them. Uh, as much as Orpic is up there in his age and everything, he's uh, a valuable asset, I think, uh, to the defensive uh, core. And hopefully he's not out, uh, you know, too, too yeah, much. Yeah, they're literally uh, playing you know, Bowie not. with Juice tonight. So that's the two young guys who obviously got experience last year, but um, I don't think you envision having like two like twenty year olds paired up on defense. But do you know uh, what the injury is for Orpic? Is it upper body? Do you know? They're calling him. He's day to day with a lower body injury, and I know that Reardon had said that he was holding out Orpic uh, just as a precautionary measure. Um, he he had he had worked out um, a little bit on the ice. Um, during practice, uh, especially with their trainer. Um, but he hadn't really been at a, really done a full practice uh, because uh, of his lower body injury. I, I suspect, I, I'd assume maybe, maybe it might be a groin um, or, or something along the, of that nature. I mean, if he's still working on the ice, it can't be too bad as far as, you know, maybe a knee or an ankle or something. Uh, maybe it's just, he's just kind yeah, of, they'll twinged, take it slow uh, with him something. for sure. I mean, even though you don't want to have any of your starting D-men out, I think they can live 
um, and just kind of bring him back slowly because he's important, but you don't need him for all 82 regular season games. That's for sure. Um, did you want to say anything else about that? Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, I, you know, I, I think he's 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 not going to be the person you're playing 82 games a year. Uh, he's going to be, you know, getting the, getting his breather, just like um, you know when they give Holpe breathers and give him some time off to stay fresh. So, um, I hopefully he won't be out long. But it's good that Juice and Bowie get some work. Um, and get some experience. Yeah. I think it that um, helps. So some other way. roster news is about Boyd. Um, so is he ready to almost come back and join the team, or is he down in Hershey right now? Yeah, they sent uh, Travis down uh, off of LTIR um, to get some conditioning in Hershey. Um, with the, I think with the um, with the option of bringing him back um, once he's had his chance to, to get, you know, work off the, uh, the rust. Um, you know, normally he would slot probably slide in on fourth line center where, where Dowd's at. Uh, Dowd has actually played really well while he's been in. Uh, he's, he's been, um, you know, like Beagle had it originally. Uh, but that fourth line has seemed to play better, uh, of late, you know, Yaskin's on the left and, and, um, you have to refresh my memory. Um, Who's playing uh, down DSP. on there, his right wing? Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's DSP is playing down on the on their line. Um, so you know he just had kind of got a you know bad luck injury, but um, I'm hoping that uh, it, you know he'll be back healthy. But that's gonna cause G, uh, you know Brian McClellan may have to do some juggling with his personnel. Uh, I suspect anybody waiver eligible, if he tries to shove them through, may get may get claimed. Um, more yeah, than and not. I'll say this: um, I was kind of bullish on Yaskin when the season started. I kind of wanted Walker in every game, but he's Yaskin is starting to grow on me a bit. I can kind of see how his physical and size aspect comes into his play, and um, just watching him tonight against Montreal, he's playing pretty well. So I will say that I have changed my mind a bit on Yaskin, even though I still like Walker, but the coaches know what they're doing. Yeah, Yaskin has actually, maybe it's just a familiarity thing, getting used to your line mates, uh, a new system. Um, but he seems to have settled in over the last couple of games. Um, the, the speculation is it's possibly that either Nathan Walker or um, Yaskin may get waived to make room for Boyd. <laughs> Um, I would suspect that any either of those players that get waived may get picked up. So, um, I, it's going to be real interesting to see here uh, in the few next few days. And I know that the Caps are going to play Saturday. <clears throat> uh, they're due to play Saturday. Um, so uh, against Dallas. So it'll be interesting to see if there there's a move made then, or they'll wait till next week. So, um, before we, what we're going to do is go into one of the Twitter questions that I received on Twitter this week. Um, but before we do that, uh, I just want to tell all our, li- our listeners about um, the DMV Sport Network's library of podcasts. So not just our show, which is the DC Power Play, but the network also has a bunch of other shows as well. So, for example, they have a show called the NBA Quick Report Podcast, which is on Sundays. They have the Hod- Hogcast which is a Redskins show on Mondays. So that's always usually after a Sunday Redskins game. 
Um, they also have a podcast called It's About Time DC, which actually covers all things DC sports. They touch on a lot of different DC sports. And then that's on Tuesday. And then we have Ed on the Wizards every Wednesday. And then Fantasy Fever with Marcus Hemingway on Thursdays, which really gets you um, kind of set up for the fantasy football week. Um, and then, of course, the Dom and Thunder show, which covers all not just DC um, topics, but national topics as well. And that's on Fridays. Um, so all of these shows are available where podcasts are available. So that's on iTunes and Spotify specifically, but there are other platforms as well. So please be sure to check these out. You can find them on the DMV sportsnetwork.com website as well. Um, and any type of feedback like a review is really appreciated. And of course, subscribing also helps us a lot. We would really appreciate that. So that's, um, that's about our other podcast that the DMV sports network puts on. Um, and now I want to go into the one question that I received on Twitter this week. Um, it is from at Saral Nigam 20 on Twitter. And he asks, uh, disregarding any personnel changes, what is the biggest difference between this season and last season that will be a challenge to win the Stanley Cup again? So basically, what what is going to make it harder to repeat as champions this year? Um, so he said to disregard personnel changes, and really there were not many, so that's easy to disregard. But I think the ch- most challenging thing about repeating as Stanley Cup champions is just that the competition is just it's even harder. Every year is harder. And this year, more teams have improved in the offseason. Uh, teams that you don't always expect to be there, like Montreal, who the Caps are playing tonight, they're not a pushover team anymore. That makes these games harder. Um, and, you know, every game you have a target on your back, obviously, now. Uh, I, I don't think the Caps will be any type of, like, complacent or anything. Like, you know, the Stanley Cup hangover is, is done. That, they don't have that at all. And they've made it clear that they want to repeat. They're working hard for that. This is not going to be a season where they just kind of lay down. Um, But I would say the most challenging part is just that their opponents and just the competition that they will play throughout the year is just harder than ever. Um, But what would you say about that, Drew? Yeah, I I agree with you uh, on a lot of those points. Um, You know, you're going to get a team's best every night because you're the champs. And they want to use you as a measuring stick. Um, so they're, they're certainly going to get the best out of all these teams, no matter if they're on the bottom of the league and in, in their points and wins or they're at the top. Um, you know, it's it's difficult to, to, to repeat, especially when you play the extra games that everybody else doesn't, uh, especially the ones that don't make the playoffs. Um, and like you said, other teams retool, uh, they make trades, they improve. Um, so it's... I think that what's what's to their advantage, though, is that they know what it needs to take. Yeah. They know what it takes to get it done. They finally figured it out about how they need to play, how they need to go about their business. Um, and no matter what happens through the regular season, you just got to get in. Um, we, of course, we want them to be in the top three um, as far as a better seating. But if you don't get in, you don't get a chance. So I, I, I I would be, I would not be, I would be disappointed that they came in at eight, but look to, to yeah. repeat yourself, you've got to get in. Uh, and that's the goal. And so I think, um, early on this year, they, that they, they've had a little bit of a hangover here and there that they're up and down. Um, but they, they're not dire. Uh, you know, it's just, it's, 
I think a lot of them are like, let's just get the playoffs going now. I think that's probably their mindset uh, instead of having to have to go through an 82-game season. Um, but I think this team can re- repeat. they got to have to stay healthy to do it. Um, but, uh, you know, I, yeah, I think and, that they'll be fine. you made the point of playing all the extra games that other teams didn't because they played so deep into the playoffs. But um, it just – it you know, pains to say it as a Caps fan, but it just shows you how impressive – impressive it was for the penguins to repeat um playing playing so deep into the playoffs and then winning again would be just incredible but i think another factor is the tom wilson injury could is making this year maybe harder than it had to be and they're learning more about some of their players they're obviously having to juggle lines but being without one of your top line players for 20 games is what we assume um, is definitely a challenge and can make repeating as a champion difficult because let's say, you know, they, they've played pretty well without Tom, like through half, halfway through his suspension, they're above 500, but like, let's say they were three or four games below 500. That would make it very difficult. Um, but they've played well without Tom. And uh, I do not, I see the caps making the playoffs for sure. Um, and then, like you said, it's all about what you do when you get there, because at that point, it's about matchups. An eight can obviously beat a one in the NHL playoffs. We've seen it happen before, unfortunately. Um, and uh, and so we'll see how it goes. But that was a good question. Uh, do you have anything else to say about that? Pretty much any other type of challenge that can make repeating difficult? No, I think that. Uh... Yeah. I think that pretty much uh, covers it. It was a good question, uh, uh, but I think uh, I think you nailed it. All righty. So I guess what we can do now is kind of look at the division. A lot of games have happened since the last time the Caps played because it had been so long. Um, right now the Caps sit one spot out of the wild card position. Um, the Caps have 12 points right now after 10 games, um, and there are a lot of games going on right now tonight. So – Regardless of if the Caps win or lose tonight against Montreal, uh, there's going to be a lot of movement, I think, in the conference. Um, But maybe we can just talk about what do you think the Caps can improve on from what you've seen so far? Uh, If I had to pick something, I would say that they might be taking not necessarily too many penalties, but when they are taking penalties, they're giving up at least one a game. Um, And that would be kind of my... uh, field that they can improve on what do you think yeah i think they are um taking uh too many uh penalties i um my my thing is that the the penalty kill itself is hurting right now they're in the bottom half uh of the penalty kill i think part of that is no tom wilson uh, wilson plays a lot on the pk uh without him there uh, in his presence, I think that's had an effect. Um, I think that they do need to be more uh, cognizant of, of their stick fouls, uh, especially in the offensive zone. Uh, but, you know, they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot with some of these penalties. Um, now, granted, some of them seem to be a little on the so- uh, small handful of them, the ones they've taken. I thought right. some of them were a little bit on the weak side. Uh, but you know the league has been emphasizing certain certain calls, um, restraining fouls, stick fouls, uh, like slashing and hooking, for example. Uh, that you know that's what they want to enforce. So 
I think they need to be cognizant of that as as they play play their games yeah, and no try doubt. to stay out of the box. Um, so basically, what's going on right now, and just a live look into the Caps game, it is the five minutes into the third period at Montreal. The Caps are winning right now, four to three. Ovechkin has two goals, so he's on hat trick watch. He and the Caps, obviously, well, not obviously, but they have owned Carey Price and this Montreal team in the past for the past couple years. Um, I'd like to just give a shout-out to Montreal, though. They look a lot better this year, and they are a surprise team. I think people kind of envisioned them to be towards the bottom of the cellar again. Um, they gave away pieces like Matt, Max Pacioretty, but they've also added some pieces like Domi and Gallagher. They also have a lot of youngsters. They look really fast. And I think it can be a promising year for Montreal. And I obviously, I don't have any stakes in any Canadian teams, but I think the saying goes that when the Canadian teams are playing well and, and good, uh, it's, it's just better for the league in general. And from what I've seen from this um, Montreal crowd at their home place, the, the atmosphere is just incredible. Um, they're, you know, they're, you can tell all the oohs and ahs. Uh, they're engaged in the game. It's certainly obviously a hockey town. Um, but anyway, that's the live look into the Caps and Montreal game. Uh, we'll know the result of it, uh, after this podcast is finished recording, but, um, do you have any take on Montreal, Drew? And I know you might be a little surprised of how well they're playing. They're really getting some wins. Yeah, I, I, as, as you are, I'm, I am pleasantly surprised that, uh, they're where they are right now, considering that they, had given away some of their uh, better assets. Uh, I think the one thing that's noticeable about them is that they are very fast on the back end on their decor. Um, you know, they had, you know, Carl Osner had been sat and lost his uh, Ironman right, streak yeah. at the beginning of the season. And, uh, you know, because they had a bunch of def- def- new defensemen pushing into their lineup. Um, and it looks like that that, probably was the right choice to make the way that they are playing the way the defense is playing um the the biggest key for them i think will be is how does their defense hold up being on the younger side um and can they have some of their younger younger forwards uh step up and take the place of the of the players that have been you know like patch that have been traded so it'd be interesting to see how they do um, yeah. as the season goes um, on. And maybe just jumping around the rest of the Canadian teams, why not? Since we're Caps are on a Canadian road trip, we can kind of look at them. The big news in Toronto is Austin Matthews' injury out for, I think, a month or so with that shoulder. That's big news, and certainly now their um, center depth will be tested. I'm assuming Tavares has now moved up onto the top line, and Kadri moves up. But that's a big injury that can kind of shake up the East while he's gone, wouldn't you say? Yeah, uh, it could. Um, it, like I said, depending on um, how he heals and it comes back, um, Toronto's going to be tested. Yep. Um, is there anything else to add, Drew, or you think we can about wrap it up? Uh, just, uh, just a real quick look ahead. Um, the Caps are going to have a homestand coming up starting Saturday uh, before our next podcast next week. Um Saturday, Dallas That'll comes to fun. town. That'll be a good game. Um, and then on – it will be, I think. Uh, Monday, Edmonton comes to play the uh, Caps again. Um, and then on Wednesday, Pittsburgh's in town for Wednesday night on NBC Sportsnet uh, nationally. I suspect that's going to be a great game. 
Uh, would love to see oh, Tom, yeah. Tom Wilson in that game. But he's going to be about uh, a couple weeks away from coming back if he serves yeah. his entire suspension. So three big games three big games at home, if they can get six points, uh, they'd be sitting up at probably at the top of the division. Yeah, no uh, entering doubt. The middle That'll of the be month. a nice docket of games and certainly a lot more talking material next podcast. Um, hopefully the Caps can, like you said, pull out at least five or six points uh, in, those, in that three-game stretch. Um, but anyway, that'll about do it Do it for us here. Um, I really hope you enjoyed the show, guys. Thanks for listening in to the DC Power Play. Once again, my name is Sabir, and you can find me on Twitter at PleaseWinDC. That's please spelled P-L-Z. And my co-host, Drew Gallagher, can also be found on Twitter at RoboStop10. Again, this is the DC uh, Power Play. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, and thanks a lot, and we'll, we'll talk to you in, in next week.